0: Hello everybody. Welcome to the Geeky Guys. I'm, I'm starting off the intro. I'm uh I'm running out of speed here. What do we say? <laughs> we say to start hello. The episode? hello. Hello! Hello Internet. Geeky guys, girls of the internet. The people that are listening to us. To us, which is yeah, which great. is awesome. Thank you for, Thank you for being here. Yeah, we're yeah. happy.
1: Because we are back with some more stuff. Mm.
0: We certainly are. Somehow we survived our last episode, which is, uh, yeah, which it was a thing. It was a thing. Yeah,
1: uh, we're here now, so it was good.
0: Yeah, we're here. All is good. We have some stuff to talk about. Lots yeah. of things going on. Movie theaters are opening again. That's a good thing. Uh, films are releasing. That's a good.
1: Films are releasing. Some games are coming out.
0: Some games. Some games. The I saw that uh, the God of War, the 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 Norse version of of it yeah, yeah, is I mean, now on the Steam, I'm available on the Steam, which is great because it used to be PlayStation exclusive, of yeah. course. Yeah. It'd be looking fine though.
1: Um, it do be mm-hmm. looking
0: fine. I haven't played it, but it looked very good. Would you? Would you play it? I would actually, yeah. I'm, I'm quite a fan of the Norse mythology. So just to see what they did with the source material would be interesting.
1: Nice, yeah. nice. I think the characterization was very well done. Yeah? Between the Have you played it? Kratos and the Kid. No, I've seen some playthroughs. Good, good. First impressions. Also, cool. Also, 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 Halo Infinite released. Halo Infinite released. It did. I haven't played it, but you have. I have played the campaign and I thought Great. it was saving that for later. No, <laughs> no, it's I have lots lots of things to talk about. Lots it. of opinions. But let's say I'm happy I played it. I sure. highly recommend Sam playing it. I will probably. And then maybe one day we can talk about it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Have you seen the trailer for Halo Infinite? No, I, or, or like the, the, I mean, not the Halo Infinite, but the series, the TV series.
0: The TV show I did actually. I've seen all the trailers. I think there's about two or <laughs> three of them, <laughs> of them. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Two. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not a lot given to us yet about what the story might be, but it looks, looks promising actually. I think the, especially the design costume and,
1: and decor wise, looks very good. Yeah. Sure, yeah. The trailer was, you know. How about you? Uh I I am I'm having a bit difficulty, you know, it's just it's just yeah. a trailer, it's not a lot of go on. I know it's played in an alternate timeline, so that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting for sure. And I also read that the studio that made some kind of Star Trek spin off film or series, which wasn't that good. So is the same
0: studio doing this? Yeah, right? I yeah. think
1: so. So the hopes are not that high. I don't yeah, I mean yeah. I mean the the
0: design wise it looks very promising, I think. The the suits, the the sets, the visual effects all look very good. The thing I'm most worried about, I guess, is the writing. Mm-hmm. Like it's very hard to I guess that's why I'm also happy they chose to put it in sort of a different timeline. Is it's very hard to to have to work your way into an already existing IP and sort of make your story make have your story make sense between all of the things that have been established before. You know, it could be interesting to see them going off in a different direction. I hope they feel the liberty to and
1: yeah. I think that's the most important part. Just them taking the the space they need to tell the story they want and then Exactly, exactly. Once that works, maybe we can work it, you know, more towards the Halo thing we know. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, that could work and open hopefully open up some space for more Halo Media. That's not the games or books. That's, that would be awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of making things. Yeah. I
0: I was just about to say it's a perfect segue <laughs> into our next section, which this is a subject I've been wanting to talk about on our podcast for quite some time now. Is and I'll tell you why is because you know you are very interested and in obviously pursuing a career in in game design. Yep. I have always been interested in. Yeah, you know, lots of different sort of creative processes, mostly focused on theater and stories up to the, this point, and a little game design <laughs> finding its way into there. A, a little, right a little now. bite yeah. from that. <laughs> a little, a little snippet of that. So I wanted to talk about sort of these creative processes and, and different things that come up regarding those uh, processes and how they might differ from from uh, game design to theater. To maybe film, writing, either. maybe film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so
1: yeah. I say, what a good subject to talk about. So let's talk about it. Yeah.
0: So, creative processes.
1: Processes.
0: Yeah. Processing. So so yeah, I think maybe maybe start by
1: yeah. Let's talk about our processes.
0: Yeah yeah so. personally. So how how about you? For say say you have this idea for a game. It's it's not even developed yet. It's just an idea. What 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 does the process from that to a finished product look like to for you?
1: So, so very broadly, it's, it's, it's sort of, I don't know, I can say there's phases.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> let's say,
1: you know, the concept and the and the sort of working and then there's that. Yeah. Um. You know, I obviously always think sort of the role of the game designer and usually that involves lots of thinking up front. Sure. And yeah. then testing it along the way and trying to refine it into something, you know, what we want to get. So that's the yeah. broad strokes. So do you have like a... a sort of a large part of your
0: process is developing the idea up to like concept development
1: sort of up to a point where you're yeah. able to start making it. Yeah, usually usually it's that. It's usually sort of trying to define what you try to do with your with your game. Is there some kind of intended goal or maybe yeah. an experience or maybe an experiment you'd like to try out? Sure. Um, yeah. Usually that falls on the game designer, but really doesn't have to be, but you know
0: Sure. That's usually yeah. what
1: happens. Uh, also, usually the game design is important in the sense that it's the thing the player will be doing. Yeah. So trying to define that is also important to try to get to that goal. Right, right. So it so happens up front. That's technically speaking, uh, the Yeah,
0: thing. So it's almost like you, you have to have un, like some idea of what the player will be doing in your game in
1: order to start making it and yeah. testing it yeah. out, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Usually you have no clue. <laughs> that's the spoiler yeah. you don't know and you okay. usually have to just try it out experiment and say okay let's, sure, just, yeah. let's just try this and then then along the way you try to find the things that are good and just pick them out and try to compile them into something that works and it's just a very weird process I don't half yeah. the time I don't know what I'm doing but it, sure, it sort of you yeah, get yeah. there it's, I, I, I got that feeling also like from
0: from pros from from my creative process mostly for theater and writing the the idea that, you know, in the beginning, you're quite sure of what you're doing, and then at some point, you you, you just sort of lose it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's also like, sorry for interrupting you, by the way, it's but, fun, but at the point fun. at the point uh, where I am now, I can sort of see that, oh right, this is the moment, I'm losing it, and this is part
1: of the process, but it used to freak me out a lot in the beginning. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good that you touch on that because you it's sort of, I, I really I don't know, but what I feel is that you have to recognize that point and just sort of let that go. So it's, it's like a balance of finding, you know, I'm, sure. I'm in control. This is what I want or what we want. Yeah. And this is what's coming out of it. And it's a control of sort of, uh, you know, taking the liberty to yeah. experience the thing that's coming out of it but in, also taking instead it, of seeing the thing only seeing the thing that you had in mind in exactly the first place, exactly right? another yeah. way around if there's too much of that liberty it's 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 difficult to find the thing you want because you have no focus you have no yeah. initial want to sort of test the things that come out of the experimentation right right it's a bit vague but that's usually how it is for me and then yeah it's just lots of refining lots of thinking about it lots of subconsciously coming to decisions and thinking oh but that's cool yeah. that's interesting um and I think it works best when you do it with other people. Just bounce ideas around. Right. Uh, people just right. throwing things at it. Testing it is the big thing also. Yeah. Uh,
0: That's also one of the things I I had to realize uh, in sort of my first baby steps into game design is how incredibly important it is to test what you're making. Because you have this idea about the game that you're making. But, you know, players might do a completely different thing thing and might not under- even understand what your game is about. Yeah. Because you haven't implemented any signs that tell them how to play the game because you know how to play your own game. But yeah, yeah. Not
1: not everyone does. Yeah, yeah, immediately so we
0: get that. Yeah.
1: I mean, eventually it's about the player doing a thing and then the thing leads to some kind of feeling or emotion or experience. Right. And that's what you're after and you know there's so much in between Whatever you thought would be the experience, and the player actually experiencing it—right, yeah—that's what made, makes it sort of difficult, right? Less direct. Uh, but that's imagine. also interesting.
0: Do you often go back to say, say you have this whole process of concept development and then implementing the ideas you had, in making it into a testable product? Do you often go back to the drawing board, seeing if you can sort of tweak the concept again, or? Is it sort of a straight path forward from then on?
1: No, technically it's that. It's lots of revising, lots of going back, but it's not. You it feel it's not like a linear sort of timeline. It's more like a parallel. Okay, this sounds. <laughs> Bear with me. But there's this <laughs> thing right, called correct. parallel yeah. thinking, or or I don't know what the, the naming was. Sure. It's just about having multiple paths simultaneously running along. So, so like different ideas, different sort of approaches or or directions you want to take. That's very
0: interesting, actually.
1: And then jumping in between them, uh, and doing that, you know, without being random. Yeah. Uh, I, I I forgot the name, but that that is sort of what happened.
0: It so it's sort of trying out different versions of your idea at the same time.
1: Sort of, to yeah. To see how they compare. Yeah. Usually, usually it's just one thing because that's what you have to program, have to test. Go art goes into that, but you know, the the smaller sort of things you can do while thinking, yeah. that, that usually happens on like a, a parallel track, I would call it. yeah, And that's why I think usually when I'm like sitting in the toilet or brushing my teeth or going to bed or waking up, those are the moments I'm like, oh, maybe we could do this. And then I right, right. think about it. I'm like, but that's an idea I already have or that's something yeah. different, but
0: good could work. That's very interesting. I haven't really looked at it that way yet, uh, sort of the creative process, because I, I really... You know, most of the things you're saying are very recognizable, but it always feels very linear to me, actually. Mm. Sort of working on one idea and then refining that and making a different version, but only testing that version at that moment, Mm. then making a new one. Well, this is something different where you're sort of having three versions of the same idea exist at the same time, and comparing
1: how they do. That's actually very interesting. I mean, so it's, it's, it's a bit of a way of looking at it because usually it comes down for us to make one prototype, right? Focused on one thing and then testing that. But there's right. this thing you can also do called AB testing or ABC testing. Yes, yeah. So just having different versions and then testing which one, uh, you know, is, is works, more works work best. Works best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah in short, that's <laughs> that, that's my process. That's very interesting man and then yeah. what you say about you know having a prototype testing it and refining it that usually happens a bit later along the way when it's right when it's i would say more focused right but, yeah you know it's also kind of the role you want to take and what you're good at or not and yeah so you know that's the yeah yeah like because
0: usually in if you if you if you're a game studio with a larger budget you'll have game designers and quality quality assurance Yep. Employees, I guess. Yeah, yeah. People, people test a lot
1: and make sure yeah. that the game is usability yeah. testers. And, usability testers, yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe some things in between or outside of that or more specialized. There's lots of, right. Lots of uh, how do you say like different different things you can do. Right. Uh, yeah. And yeah, you you don't need even know half of them until you've heard it and you're like, oh yeah, you could of just course, focus Of course. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's one of the things actually that surprised me a lot
0: when when i started sort of first dipping my toes into game design is how incredibly many roles there you could you could fill within a team if you have the budget for it you know if you if you look at the sort of the job lists on especially like AAA studios there's mm-hmm. so many like weirdly specific roles <laughs> yeah, to be yeah. filled like there there will be one person just for making textures for specific elements in the game yeah where you know on a small on a smaller level if you're if you're more like an indie studio there might be like three artists and that's it and they're just the guys doing all the art for
1: the game yeah
0: yeah it's interesting
1: yeah that's that's the uh, ju- yeah just one more thing they say at our at our uh, university <laughs> if you want to you know make it in the big industry then you have to focus on one thing and be very good at that because that's how you market yourself right <laughs> you're yeah. like uh, let's say I'm I'm Kim from the geeky guys um, a pixel artist or something, right? But that's yeah. specifically enough to say, okay. Well, if we need a pixel artist, we hire him. Yeah, we hired that guy. Yeah, I'm not good at pixel art. <laughs> but if you want to make a game on your own, yeah. maybe with the two of you, yeah, you just have to got to do all of yeah. it. Uh, and those yeah. games can also do quite well, right? Because yeah.
0: Ori and the Blind Forest, I think, is made by two programmers, and was it? A designer and some artists. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think something like that. That's what I heard. I might be completely <laughs> wrong. Also,
1: look, look at Undertale as well. You yeah. success, one guy, one guy. That's, or, nuts. Uh, That's it, nuts. It is nuts. Yeah. Or like Five Nights at Freddy's. I mean, yeah, maybe it's not an interesting game design, but it's he made it himself. Yeah. So uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting. How about Mr. Sam? Your field of yeah theater. If if I go
0: to theater, I think it's very it's very close to what you just described, where you'll have especially when I'm like directing, I will have sort of a, an idea for mostly uh, either a narrative or a message I want to tell my audience. And then from there on out, and I think I think the process for, for writing is actually very similar, and also for writing for film is, is kinda similar. Uh, from there on out, I sort of start Um, looking at, right, what are the bare bones of that story then? So if I want uh, um, to tell this message, what does the beginning and the ending of my story look like? And I sort of go from there and find all the sort of the beats in between. Sure, yeah. Um, So yeah, I I was just talking about it yesterday with some of the people I'm, I'm writing a play with right now we uh, were talking about this character uh, who she starts off as the partner of this hugely famous musician and she can only see herself as the partner of right set musician sort of her self-image is has become the same as the way all the people who are a fan of this musician view her Um, and we want her to develop from basically a very shallow character to very rich character that has sort of realized that she's also a person without this musician who's her uh, partner. And we were sort of talking about, all right, so what needs to happen in between those two beats, basically the beginning and the end, yeah, to, for her to get from A to B. Sure. So we, you know, one of the things we immediately knew is that they had to break up at one point. Okay. Um, like that's that's sort of how I tend to work. is find out the beginning and the end at first, and then fill in go from there. In fill between. in the middle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it differs a lot. Uh, usually, concept development processes are very messy, and you know, <laughs> at one point you'll have a certain development in your for the narrative, and at another point it will be something completely different. Um, and I guess yeah, after that. It's sort of the same. You start, you start making versions, and but but usually it's just one version at the same time. Like I'll I'll start for theater. I'll I'll start working out the scenes, um, either writing them or improvising them first uh, on the theater floor, and then get back to the writing table and write them down. Okay. I, I tend to sort of mix and match those depending on what the scene is I'm trying to make because okay. some scenes do better when you improvise them first and then write them down. And other scenes really have to be written first so you can be very precise with them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and they sort of go from there and mix and match. And usually you'll end up with a bunch of scenes that make up a story together. And then at that point, uh, I will go into sort of the editing phase, so to speak. Okay. So I'll start... I will not be working, from that moment on, I will not be working uh, in detail on the scenes anymore. The scenes themselves are good. Okay. I will just be working on the ways they connect in the play All right. and see if maybe, you know, maybe this scene that's, that's after a certain scene in the play, I'll, you know, drag it forward a bit and okay. move it up the timeline. Put it before the other scene or, you know, maybe... Maybe uh, that's that's actually something that happens a lot is usually you'll write it in a chronological order, but that's not always the, the most interesting order to tell your story. Sometimes okay. you want the first scene to be actually the last scene, for example. I see. And I'll open the play with the last scene and then the rest of the play will be how did we get to that point? Yeah, you know? yeah, that's yeah. sort of the most well-known example of that.
1: And then you, and then you end yeah. the whole play with with you know the how do you say it like the sequel to the to the sort of beginning, <laughs> right, right? Yeah. You yeah. like yeah. the resolving of yeah, the yeah exactly the exactly exactly which is the end yeah which is the <laughs> end
0: <laughs> there's also this this very famous play I don't know what the the English name is it doesn't really matter but it's it's uh it's interesting because the play was originally written in a chronological order mm-hmm. but at some point the writer realized that the story worked way better if he just flipped the order entirely. So he made a new version which started at the end yeah. and then went all the way to the beginning of the play. Like like but was about this uh it was about the relationship between a man and a woman that was sort of deteriorating. They right. were falling apart. Oh, no. But you started at the beginning and worked your way back to basically the moment that their relationship was first starting to crumble. Right. Which is a very interesting powerful well. way of writing that story. Awesome. So yeah that's usually usually the process and, and usually when I'm you know there's this concept development phase and then I go from basically the table to the theater floor but I'll go back a lot to the table to rewrite things and um, you know rearrange scenes, uh, maybe even add a character um, Yeah, have
1: you ever had that you you know you had those scenes and then you figured you had to cut the scene you know like like yeah lots
0: lots there's yeah there's actually a lot of especially when you when you work based on improvisation there will always be moments that are very funny or usually they're very funny um, or you know very clever uh, moments that work very well on the, on themselves, but in the end, uh, you find out that the story you're wanting to tell doesn't really need them, okay. and you'll have to cut them. That, um, that happens a lot because, you know, same as, I guess, for, for video games, you tend to experiment a lot with different versions of the narrative
1: mm-hmm.
0: where you might not have figured out the entire story or maybe, you know, some characters still missing some key elements or moments in their development and you'll have to add them or maybe you find out that one moment in a character's development made sense a long time ago when the narrative was still a bit different than from it was for, than from what it is now. And then you'll have to change that moment or throw it away. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. I mean it sounds for, for me that sounds very recognizable but yeah, it's, it's also different. You know, it's also I try to sort of like find the analogy or the analog- yeah. analogous. You know, yeah. sort of like yeah. the brother of it in game design. That's sort of the same but different. I yeah. What I'm thinking about is when you're experimenting with game mechanics, the things right. the player can do, but, you know, um, things like jumping or shooting or sort of things, I sort of try to... It feels like those are the, the same thing. Right. The scenes sort or of the character, you know, you're trying to get something to work and the player has to be able to jump and do yeah. something. And then you figure out... Oh, the thing we wanted to make work—maybe it's not worth it. We don't have we need to have that, or you know, we right, can solve yeah. it by something else. And then the whole—you know—it sort of changes, and you're like, eh, but, yeah. "Yeah, but yeah." And yeah, it for me that feels the same but different because it's it happens in another place, but right, you yeah. do the same thing essentially.
0: Weird. That's <laughs> basically killing your darlings, right? Yeah, yep. getting rid of something you're initially fond of because it doesn't really serve the greater goal of your. Mm-hmm. Product, whether it's a, a play or a script or a video game.
1: Yeah, 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 awesome.
0: Yeah, I think that's actually a big sort of thing that these creative processes tend to to have in common.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, there was also some some translation. Yeah, in between, you know, there's not. It's not the same, but it's the same.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: right, right.
0: And I think also like that's that's also a thing you learn along the way is. You know, in the beginning, when you're enthusiastic about a certain thing you've developed, um, you tend to sort of focus uh, on that and put all your efforts into making that good. Well, sometimes, uh, and you realize this as you're learning, uh, getting rid of it and focusing on the bigger picture is better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I oh. think that's a big takeaway for me. Anecdote about exactly this thing, which right, I learned right. in a project a bit ago. Me, we had a project, and we had to do something digital, meeting the real world. And sure. me being game designer, I thought, okay, I want to be game so I want to do the things that involve the interactions of the player and some game design stuff. Right, right. Our idea was to have the gift player a VR headset and then have something physical in the real world that the player would be able to touch and then that would correspond to what they would see in real or in the game.
0: Yeah, right, and then the gameplay right. would
1: be about figuring out in real life what you would be feeling and finding things, something along those lines. I was so focused on that, that. The whole project, I was just sort of getting stuck there. I sort of threw myself against the wall trying to do that. Yeah. And at the end, it didn't work out. The gameplay wasn't figured out. Yeah but I missed one key thing there, that the gameplay wasn't necessary to convey the sort of experiment of having something physical and something right, digitally, yeah. because that experience, you know, the, the the outcome of that experiment was it works. There's, yeah. there's a huge level of immersion There's potential there. there. Yeah. There's potential, and we framed it as a uh, operation you would have to do as player on an yeah. alien mother giving birth to sure, a baby. Yeah, yeah. So you would have to go inside the alien with your arm physically, yeah. And then uh, in the VR space, you would see the alien. Right, and that's, you know, we were erring on the side of gross and disgust and discomfort. Right, yeah. That worked incredibly well, but without this sort of game design I thought was necessary. Right, yeah. And at the end, we got a good grade. It was, ex- ex- it was successful. Yeah. And the overall experience with all the things around it, you know, the way we sort of got players to put on a glove and then a veterinary suit and then, yeah. You know, we hit we obscured the physical part so you could not see it you had no idea what you were touching right all those things I worked on that too and those things turned out to be you know more uh, more important to the yeah or final outcome and essentially they're also a part of the game design right
0: that ritual of preparing hmm. yeah of the way things are framed um which is actually also a thing we we tend to think about a lot in theater where, you know, obviously, this is a very a thing that sort of borders on almost per- performance art and video games, where there's not a performer, but the audience is the performer, I guess, or the player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice. So, but it, but it's a, it's a recognizable thing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's cool. That's you're cool. also sort of saying that maybe focusing too much on the things you think you're supposed to do. Can sort of stand in the way of the experiment and yeah. finding out new things. Yeah. Also, yeah.
1: also tunnel, tunnel visioning. You know. Yeah. There were lots of points I could have thought. Okay, let's take a step back. I'm focusing too much on this. Right. What's the bigger picture? That's that's one lesson. Another one is I had some uh, how do you say it? like, anamis, You know. Yeah. I I thought I thought this I hadn't I had an image I thought it had to be that way. Yeah. Which was untrue. If yeah. I thought right. about it, it wasn't true.
0: Um, how, did, how did the
1: testing influence that process? Also, I'm interested. The, <laughs> well, uh, our testing was a bit messy. We right. hardly tested. Uh, we had lots of tests that were very disconnected. Um, right. Um, so we had something where we would blindfold a player and then they had to touch something and then we read the script to them. You're touching the alien. You're touching their... S- name Name an alien organ. And then right. they were touching it. Which was different, but the same uh, another experiment with game playing based on touch, yeah, know? and another thing based on, uh, I think, a headset, VR headset, and then just having to micromanage some stuff like, um, like right, heart rate and pumps and, yeah, that it, but this was this was a weird project. Uh, so yeah. so, eventually we didn't test it as much as we could, or sure. we hardly tested it in its final form. Right, right. But um, yeah, let's see, had it had. Had we done it earlier, then I would have seen it's fine. Yeah, that's. I guess that's the lesson there. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's it. That's, that's actually a, a thing. Also, I think in in theater, or at least in the the world I did theater in, is showing what you're making to people who aren't involved in the process is something that doesn't happen a lot. Right. Because you know, most directors tend to be sort of bit secretive of what they're making and protective. And mm-hmm. they want to create this space where they can sort of um, uh, sort of bubble themselves up in their own creative bubble and, and make the play what they want to make. But I feel like testing, yeah, sort of a form of testing, which is for theaters, just showing showing what you have made up to that point is actually very, very useful. The moments I did, did that in theater school for, you know, performances I was making, that's the moments when I when the biggest leaps in the development of the play were made because you know, you get to see the reaction of the audience. You get to hear from them what they got from it and what they didn't get from it. Yeah. And that's actually it's so incredibly important, but forgotten a lot yeah. in theater, I feel. Like, which is something I think
1: I feel theater could learn from the way video games are developed. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, so the thing they say at our university. Playtest, playtest, playtest early on. Yeah. That's that's the fucking mantra. Man. Yeah, <laughs> the right. First right. thing you learn. Yeah, you have to play test. You have to play test. I yeah. mean we do it only half the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there is there something? That's why they say it so much, because they know <laughs> yeah. you're not going to do yeah, it. Exactly. If they don't They're say, like, oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, we do it at the end. <laughs> yeah. So let's say so that's the thing theater could learn from game design. Is there something maybe game design can take away from the way theater is made? That's an interesting question, actually. So what I what I liked about what you described is um yeah. uh, sort of the reshuffling of the scenes. Sorry if we're calling it that, but yeah, the way that's you're, right. you're sort of like feature freezing it as we would call it in game design. Right. The play and then saying, okay, we're just gonna look how it serves the bigger purpose. Yeah. It feels like all the scenes are a little bit modular, you know, they're like individual right, pieces yeah, that yeah. are moving. And in game design, it's often, I think you can have like a framework saying, okay, these things are all individual parts that work together, but it's often so very hard to distinguish them and it feels like it would be nice to have like a, uh, yeah. you know, something to hold on to, to say, okay, but this is just a loose mechanic. This yeah. is a loose level. This is a, I don't know, a, a I don't know a challenge that is a thing which you can move around. And maybe it's just something I have to learn yet still. Yeah. But I, I feel I'm never at that point where I'm able to do that.
0: No, I think it's actually very interesting what you're saying basically is, if if I sort of summarize it, is yeah, yeah. that, you know, what I, what I said about not working on the scenes in detail anymore, but deciding that, okay, I've worked enough on the details. I'm just going to sort of edit it at the scenes, uh, um, looking at the bigger picture, I think that you know at one point it could be nice to maybe say, like, this mechanic, it's done, sort of, this is how it works, and then try to mix and match all the parts you developed. developed. Yeah. Is that what you're sort of saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. And th- why I'm saying that is because at some point I watched a talk of the developers of a video game, and they worked with a system they called Action Blocks. And what they did is they did just, it was a shooter campaign. Campaign is like a series of missions. Right. Uh, and they just, before they did anything else, they just thought, okay, this is a nice piece in the level or a nice sort right, of piece yeah. of action, like a set piece in, in a movie, maybe, how it's like, oh, there's got to be a scene about a helicopter exploding. Right. Like that. And they said, yeah, we had that before we had any story, before we had any mechanics. Right. And they said, what we could do is we just filled those in with gameplay. Yeah, we we made them real, and then we could shovel them, and that's that's actually I, very interesting. I mean, it would be nice to be able to do that. So I imagine what game is that? I'm very it's curious. A, it's Titanfall two, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. And I don't know, I don't know the specifics, but that was the moment that I thought, oh man, I want to be able to do that. Like, right. Easy. Yeah. Uh,
0: it sounds. It sounds also like a way of making the process more sort of yeah. How do you say it? Structures? Yeah, yeah, structured sort of chopping it into small chunks it makes it it makes it easier to handle sort
1: of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, while I'm saying this, I also realize there might be a few methods to do this. Yeah. There might be workflows, there might be sciences of course, of course. and things about it. I just don't know them yet. I'm just yeah. not that good at it yet. So, you know, I'm I'm confident to say I don't know shit. Right, yeah. And this Same is for something me. I could Same learn. Yeah. I, I do have this wish so no I think what
0: you're what you're seeing is absolutely right like we I'm I'm just sort of talking about the things I think I know right now but <laughs> in practice you know the process is always very messy and yeah yeah sometimes my my concept development phase will be completely overlap with me already trying stuff out on the theater floor and it's not. Not as structured as it
1: might sound. (laughs) Yeah, this whole conversation—it sounds like we, we know it really well, but (laughs) yeah, this is all hindsight. But that's
0: also a thing. Maybe that's sort of the conclusion of this talk. Is I actually, I don't know who said this, but it's I found I found it a very good quote. Is that the creative process is actually the same process as a learning process? The only Differences in a learning process, you're not working towards sort of concrete products, in a creative process you are, but they're essentially the same in a way, and that I find very, yeah, I, that that really it rings true to me.
1: What an interesting way of saying that. It's almost yeah. poetic. As, almost, yeah. As you work on it, you know, in the beginning it's easy, you make lots of strides, and then sort of it gets steeper. That's like the learning curve. Yeah. But as you go, you Along the way, you learn things about the thing right. you're trying to make. Exactly, exactly that. It's, it's you sort of discovering the thing you're trying to make. And then, I mean, at some yeah. point it will resonate and at some point it will exactly. all fall into place. And I think that's also the thing is to trust in the process, I guess.
0: To trust that at, at some point, even though it might be messy, right now you will
1: find the moment it starts to make sense, I guess. It starts, to, that's, yeah. that's that's incredibly well said. Until it starts to make sense. Right. And if it doesn't get at it until it does. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you and sometimes it doesn't well even, but you'll just sort of you know Totally agree with that. You'll yeah. finish at that, and then you're like, this is a pile of turd, but it's <laughs> this still a good thing. pile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I tried it at least. And that's good. Yeah. That's a good conclusion, my man. Good. It is. On that note I say let's conclude this segment. And let's swim, swimmy, swimmy into the next one. (laughs) Let's, yeah. Let's go. Well. Well. Well, well, well. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, welcome. Well, well, welcome. Look, looky here. Looky where? Here I, I said to Sam, hey, I will inc- introduce this segment. Yes, and I'm you're already doing a good job. Lost at the track no, I was walking y- you've on. You've got it. We're improvising. The thing is, yeah. you play DD. I do. I also play DD. We're geeks. We're geeks. And we talked about making processes, you know, the process of creating stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And game design. This, <laughs> this is, this is, is all thing. very
0: well explained. Yeah.
1: You know, all those things together. Yeah. We thought. Let's create a item for d and a magic item to be precise. size. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's talk about it. It's great. So,
0: yeah. We
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a
0: great, it is great introduction. We sort of set a sort of, how do
1: you call it? Like an assignment.
0: Yeah, an assignment for ourselves, which is a magic item you wouldn't want to forget on your journeys.
1: Related to cooking, sleeping, or cooking? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's in brackets. That's that's
0: a, that's you. That's inspiration. That's yeah. inspiration. It could be related to camping, sleeping, cooking. Doesn't so happen. we both prepared something. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, did, we and did. I guess we're just going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> which is the thing we do. We talk. Yeah. About things. And, and you guys for some reason, listen. there there are people listening
1: to us. That's strange. Oh. That's still the strangest thing about having a podcast. About mm-hmm. that? I don't. I don't even understand it. It is, but it's great. Great you're here. Yeah, so for you listening, please know we're very, very happy Yeah. Yeah, a bit of love. Right. Anyway, items. D&D. Yeah. Uh, We don't have to introduce D&D, do we?
0: I don't think so. Dungeons and Dragons. It's a role-playing game. It's famous. Yeah. If you don't know about it, look it up on the internet. Please do. There's plenty resources. Do your bloody homework, just come back. Just go geez.
1: Yeah. We don't have to scold the audience. Uh, we do actually. actually That's what
0: audience is like. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: whoosh. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. You can think up stuff and then play with them if you want, because it's a game with dynamic rules. If, as long as yeah. you have, if you have your imagination, you're good. It's great. So we have prepared an item. Should you yeah. do you want to start with it?
0: Sure, I do want to start. I I will take out my notes because I wrote it down. All right, so it's an item. It's a small uh, carved stone icon of a god uh, mm-hmm. related to travel. So if you're a homebrew dungeon master, it could be any of the gods you thought of yourself. If you're playing 5th edition D&D, it could be uh one of the ones I thought of was a Marthamur win, I think is the right way to pronounce it. He is a dwarf god who sort of guards over wanderers and people that stray off the path and travelers, yeah. basically. that makes sense. It's a small icon uh, of, let's say, Martha Moore, dwarven guy, big beard. Um, it can be hung from the neck with a chain. And... Um, and not seen by many people is a small jagged rune etched into the bottom of the statue or the, the icon. If one loses the icon, they'll have to make a DC 17 wisdom saving throw. Oh, that's quite high. So, yeah, it's very high. Uh, maybe it should be lowered a little. <laughs> uh, if they lose, um, so if they lose the icon, um, they have to make a DC 17 saving throw, or lose their sense of direction for one d4 days. Oh,
1: okay. So it's a bit of a punch which is, there. Which is,
0: which is actually, I interpreted the assignment very literally. You do not want to forget this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Oh my god. That's the. Uh, that's actually the
1: item. I was waiting for like, oh, and then maybe, but that's that's the bad side. But if you treat it well, no, you get lots of happy stuff. It's just stuff. that.
0: It's a, it's a small icon originally dedicated to this god, but carved in is a rune which has cursed the icon. Yeah, that makes sense. And if you lose it, if you forget it, you'll lose your sense of direction <laughs> for 1d4 days. So anywhere uh, between
1: 1 to 4 days, you you don't know where the hell anything is. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of fun, because you yeah. can imagine the players getting it, and they're like, we don't know what this is or maybe they recognize the god and like oh that's good yeah sort of the the icon is sort of sold as as
0: a keepsake for travelers you know saying that if you carry this icon marthamore will look over you but somebody else has etched in a rune and enchanted it uh, cursed it maybe maybe somebody who
1: doesn't really like marthamore doing (laughs) yeah yeah or maybe someone, I don't know, who's out to curse people, <laughs> yeah, or tries to rob them, which is a very confluent plan. Yeah, lots of opportunities there. Yeah. One question: how would players lose this?
0: Yeah, so so that's the thing is uh one of the things I didn't really think about a lot is it can be hung from the neck, so the, the, the chance the chance of you losing it isn't very high. If if I were the DM the dungeon master of a group ha- that had this item, I would probably have the one carrying it roll something during each sort of point they fight mm-hmm. or they run because those are moments you, you know, the the chain might slip from your neck in a yeah. maneuver you're doing. Uh, I might have them roll perception to see if they can spot if they can notice the the thing uh, falling off. I might roll, for, you know, secretly for myself, roll yeah. a 1d4 and have them lose it on a 4. Yeah. Something like that.
1: You know, you could foreshadow it as well by saying, you know, there's like this uh, thing, the the amulet, when players receive it. And then for someone that has a high perception, maybe they see that the sort of necklace, you know, the, the, the cord, yeah. is a little bit... Uh, Frail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like there's like maybe this, I don't know how you say, like unraveled almost. Yeah, right. Sort of like just to foreshadow that it might break. Yeah. Someone clever, you, you've heard it, and then maybe you can also have them roll for oh, you can see it's almost unraveling completely. Right. Sort of to give them a chance, and then most probably, I'd say players wouldn't do anything with it. Yeah, knowing players, and then when they do, they're like, oh god, <laughs> why did we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and maybe. that's all that's also a thing
0: I thought of. Um, another version of this could be that you know, maybe indeed the 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 rope the string tying it around your neck is a bit frail or maybe it's the chain has a uh, specific type of lock that keeps it around your neck and uh, the icon is obviously enchanted maybe part of the enchantment is that it wants to be lost yeah so uh, maybe you know each day the dungeon master secretly secretly rolls a die and then a certain number um at one point during the day, they lose the icon if their perception is not high enough. Mm. You know, and that's also why I made the saving throw so high, is because the chance of you losing it isn't that high, but when it happens, it's pretty bad.
1: I see. Yeah, I see. Or you could uh, just, just another thought. You could also have it, you know, when they sleep, the next morning or when they're keeping, I uh, know, uh, anyway, like guards, uh, you know, at night. Yeah. You could have like when if someone sees it, see the icon laying. Somewhere else instead yeah. of around their neck as if it's trying to escape. Exactly.
0: That's Just, that could also be a very interesting sort of narrative device, uh, an interesting mysterious things thing for your players to figure yeah. out what what is going on with this icon, you know. Yeah. I'm really
1: charmed by this. Actually, it's really it it really has a lot of yeah storytelling potential or sort of right right yeah for players to say oh do you remember that that was a bit weird yeah, like, yeah maybe never do anything with it but that's a cool thing
0: yeah it's also I really like these sort of ways to. I use quite a lot of random tables in my in my game when I'm a dungeon master, just to have that sort of level of chaoticness and to see, you know, sometimes it it, it can be fun to surprise yourself and the players with unexpected events.
1: Yeah.
0: And this item sort of inhabits that. That's why why I really like the idea. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: So we might see it
0: appear in our maybe, campaign one day. Maybe. And I'm like, hmm, yeah. do I know this? You might see it.
1: Awesome. Well, actually I
0: probably wouldn't wouldn't put it in our campaign because
1: you'd immediately know what to do with it. I wouldn't. Yeah. I would just keep my mouth shut and let other people, other people suffer. That would be good. Could be our little secret. Yeah, that's yeah. unfair. That yeah. breaks the unbreakable bond. Of- that does, yeah, yeah. it yeah. does. You want to hear mine? Yeah, I'm very curious. I called it the camping item. And I've written it down on three separate places because I work like that. The <laughs> great, yeah. But these are the notes the I, I managed to uh, Talking <laughs> to about cover. creative processes. Yeah. <clears throat> very structured. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, so it's <laughs> yeah. not quite as worked out as yours. That's but good. the core of the idea was that I wanted people to have a, an item with them which they could use when they whenever they would set up camp and it yeah. could have Multi-purpose use, that's awesome. So I wanted to include a random table. Uh, so this is the thing: uh, I have written down, throw it down, make a ritual. So I wanted to have it sure, be yeah. something that they have to do a ritual, like a right, right. camping ritual. I'm not quite sure what it would be, but maybe you have some ideas of that. And when they would do, they could roll a dice, or it is uh, something they pick, and it could be some. It could take the form of one of the following things: mm-hmm. a very warm, but small campfire that doesn't die down in rain or wind. So it's like a tiny campfire that appears. Amazing, yeah. It could be a, uh, a sturdy tent, which protects from heavy weather, but also from, I don't know, bad spells, like the bad enchantments, How are they called? Right. It wards from charms Yeah. It's, or something. It's, 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 yeah. It's like a tent that's also magical. So magical. Right. Uh, then another option would be a pillow that allows the traveler that sleeps on it to heal or I said heal exhaustion, take away exhaustion on an increased rate. Right. So I'm not quite sure how it works, but it should be something that yeah, So, So lines. usually in a long rest,
0: a long rest cures one point of exhaustion. Right. So if you have like three points of exhaustion after a long rest, you'll have uh, two still left.
1: Okay, yeah. So what this will do is it will take an extra one down. Right, so yeah. Just, so just a stronger if you bond. had... Three now it's just one. Yeah, all right. That's really good, actually. So that's a bit strong. Uh, another one would be a trap that automatically traps an animal when left alone for a certain time, which right. can use for eating. Yeah, uh, I say it would have to specify like a small animal, it's yeah, not a big one. Uh, and and then the oh two more. Then another one is a pot of clear water, which would uh, cure a sort of poison or bad effect, bad ailment caused by right. poisons or inhaling bad gases, like natural, like a natural that thing and then the final would be a little sort of light like a like a floating uh glowing stone that gives off light and then right. at night whenever uh you know bad bad i put down enemies okay <laughs> it yeah. would turn red and it would alert people if they would keep awake that's like, hey, really that's awesome yeah so essentially it's just a sort of like big box like a swiss knife that you're right yeah it's
0: like a swiss pocket knife actually and yeah. you know i
1: thought those effects can be quite so I sort of erred on the side of keeping them strong and just have it be a sort of rare item yeah uh, or like you know you couldn't just find it right away. Yeah also one of the things you could
0: think about is maybe the ritual needs some specific item that you know is, is hard to get or makes it so that you can't do this every evening. Yeah
1: yeah yeah I thought about having to recharge it over time like days or having to do right. something. Yeah, quote coins, right? To right, use it, right? Right. Uh, so this bit of I wouldn't say end game, but you know, it's not for starters. Right. Yeah. And if it's for starters, maybe they can use it once, and then you sort of like say as a DM, well, you know, you can use it later on if you right. have enough resources. I think it's actually a very interesting item, for sure. I would
0: love to use this in a campaign, uh, partly because of also the random table, the <laughs> yeah, the, the bit of chaoticness it adds, but also it could it could you know give some some fun situations and the the luck involved also I feel like for players that's also really rewarding uh, when they use this item and something great pops up okay so would you say you would say keep the random element in it I yeah. would actually okay. yeah I think that's part of the charm I would work on maybe balancing the different outcomes a bit because some are really powerful and others not as much all right, all right. most are 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 in the
1: same level, I feel. Maybe the, uh, how do you say it, like the... the, the what's it called? Yeah, the, the poison curing. Maybe that's a bit strong or a bit weak? That,
0: that might be a bit... I think that's actually, it's quite alright because the amount of times you're going to be in a situation where you're poisoned um, and it, and it won't be cured by just sleeping are very rare. So. Right. So most of the times a Poison Effect only lasts for uh, either 1 or 1d4 hours. It could be longer depending on the situation and of course the DM that's running your game. But I feel that that's that's a very rare situation where you're actually going to need that. So I feel like most of the times that's actually going to be more of a bummer for players. I see, I see. I, you know, they were really rooting for the tent, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she that's, got the jar. That's yeah. what I, that's what I, sort but that's of also imagined. the funny thing yeah. about this. I, I kind item. of
1: wanted that sort of the players it could be, you know, when you're a bad weather storm, you want the tent that will be so great, and then you get the pillow, so one person can right, say, well, right. but you're freezing to death. Yeah, or, it's actually very akin to the deck of many things. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had an idea of also having a makeshift instrument pop up, which is like the sort of undefined. If you would describe it like a, a little contraption. Right. Which feels like an instrument, but you're not quite sure what it is until someone with musical skills picks it up and tries to play. Maybe I right. can have a skill check. And then it gives some sort of inspiration, some some kind of bonus for the people for the next day. <laughs> it's like a bard in the pocket. Bard in the pocket, a bard sort of... the puck, but just shittier. Yeah. And yeah. maybe, you know, it's difficult to do. And I toyed around with the idea of maybe having the thing explode. <laughs> that's actually very interesting, yeah. So that's, that was the idea. What,
0: what could be interesting also with... Uh with items like this is putting one like really sort of crappy thing in there. <laughs> like you know, I don't know, maybe a party hats. Yeah, something like that. Something really like stupid. And that could also, you know, cause some, some funny situations around the table. Um <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like the tent is probably a bit on the strong side. Being oh, it, nice. it also being a magical barrier. Oh, right. Definitely is kind of strong. But you could what you could do is, you know, have results one, two, three, be a sort of common thing. Not very good, but still nice. And uh, 4 to 6 be another common thing and, and so on. And then have only the one highest number be this really good thing. I see. If yeah. you
1: roll that, it's sort of like a natural 20. But it's very rare getting that. Uh, maybe, so very lucky. maybe then the, the, the sort of investment of using the thing, the ritual, or uh, sticking resources into it to use it doesn't have to be very high, because the chances exactly are low for it yeah is you strong. could you could lower the amount of maybe the amount of time needed
0: f- for the ritual to complete or the items you need f- to complete the
1: ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one other thing aspect I thought about is you know would you be able to use it on the fly? Because it would be fun in a combat situation. You're like you it throw the really thing funny, down yeah. and then the tent pops up and you're like, Okay. Yeah. Uh but I, I, I was like, Yeah, that could be very strong potentially because yeah. of you know, things.
0: Especially with the tent in there, if it's also a magical barrier, that's yeah. that's a huge advantage in a fight.
1: So yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe some balancing needed there. Yeah,
0: I think so. I think so. But it's it's the core is is really great actually. Yeah. Also, I just really love the idea of it being basically a Swiss pocket knife. Yeah. <laughs> <That was the laughs> but flavor. it's a magical item, yeah. And could also be a spell, be. by the way.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. sounds it like it could also the... be a spell. Didn't think about that. Also, I didn't <laughs> think about the appearance of the thing <laughs> <laughs> of the item. What of does the it item. look like? What does it look like, and how much does it worth? Yeah. I don't even. Know. Is it like a little box? Or yeah, I had such. I, I just had no image in my mind. <laughs> how crazy is that! I just thought. Of that's, the maybe
0: that's why I immediately thought one of the first things I thought was this
1: could also be a spell. Yeah. How about a potion? A potion. You drink it. And you yeah. have to be, I don't know, something, something. So you cough up the item
0: the item uh, something
1: like that. That comes up. That's amazing. Okay, a bit stupid, but yeah. Love it.
0: Ideas all around. Ideas all around. Do we are we happy with what we made actually? I think I think I'm I am. They both might require require some balancing still, but I feel like these could both to add your campaign. Nice. It's yeah. also interesting that we picked. Not. I'm thinking about it, this theme for ourselves because most difficult things to keep interesting in yeah. a campaign. So yeah, we try to make it interesting. Yeah, <laughs> we try. <laughs> yeah, you are. Did we succeed? Refined. Very good.
1: Did we? Let out? us know. Let us know. Try them yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try it out. Try it out. Yeah. All right. Great. That's it.
0: Right, so you prepared another segment. It's going to be a long episode, guys. Prepare. Prepare. PREPARE! That Sink right. was good. Yeah.
1: I prepared something for you. I'm exhausted. I, me too. Yeah, so what are we doing, Kim? The thing I prepared is a thing I call Lost in Translation. Amazing. I stole it from something. So it's not original,
0: <laughs> right? That's good to know. But pre- you stole it from somewhere. Also. Somewhere, also not even giving credit. Just I stole it. It's somebody a, else I don't did know this. How it
1: exists? The premise is that we take something, a, a sentence or something with text, and then put it through Google Translate. Right. And then translate another hundred times to different languages back and forth. Right. Forward. And it gets mangled, and the words get tangled, and it gets different, and the meaning gets lost in translation. Right. Like that movie. I have never seen a movie. God translation. The <laughs> there is
0: one though I might have I haven't seen it either. It it feels like I should have. <laughs> it is a movie though about a guy living in Japan, I think.
1: The American actor Bob Harris is against this will a, a Japanese commercial spot in a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. It's yeah. a thing. Anyway, it exists. Yeah. That's, I guess hence the name. <clears throat> so the thing I did is I took some quotes and some, uh, how do you say, like a title kind, of taglines. Yeah, right. From yeah. various games and films. Great. Translated them, mangled them, and I put forward... I'm, I'm guessing I, I might have to guess
0: what the original quote was based yeah. on the very
1: translated... <laughs> Quote, Yeah, if you would get points for this, you would get points for this. Great. No for this. I will
0: get no points. There's no points <laughs> in this game. It's just
1: doing this for shits and giggles. It's just fun, okay? All they're right. fun, they're really yeah, funny. Great, great. Also, a few sort of, sort of like uh, tips, infos, uh, general things. Awesome, that's great. Because some of them are a bit difficult. I, I will try it first without the tips and then... Oh yeah, they're, they're not the spoiler, but do you want another them They're like... I will say it. Just say them then. Yeah. okay so at least one of them is from a TV show <laughs> at least one of them but there are less than four so less that's than great four so shows. one to four for TV shows yep there are more than five uh, movies great um, and there are exactly two video game lines that's well. also good to know uh, and then the final one is one IP is used uh, by, by two lines so oh yeah so it's yeah, a so recurring it's thing. thing yeah yeah so it's shared so those are amazing your rules. I'm very interested. I say let's hop on to the first one and I will read it to you, Uh, an easy one, I presume. Okay. You want to read it out loud yourself?
0: No, you do it. You do it.
1: Here we go. All victorious flights are based on existing drawings, but only a limited (laughs) number can be counted. (laughs) Say it one more time. (laughs) On Existing drawings, um, but only a limited number can be counted. What? <laughs> I, I, I might add, at this point
0: in time I have no clue as to what this is from. All Victorious flights
1: are based on existing drawings, but only a limited number can be counted. A uh, that strategy I found is that usually the words are obviously messed up, <laughs> but the sort of pattern of speech is sometimes there. So, you know, if the, if something is a monologue, it usually follows the same sort of pattern. Right. Um, I might add it to him on the log. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All Victorious Flights are based on existing drawings. I feel like it could be based on based solely on the the numbers thing and the flights thing. Is it flights? Yes, yeah, it's flights, flights, right? Yeah, like flights. It could be the uh, famous Han Solo quote, something about never tell me the odds or something. But I... It's obviously too long for that, so I don't know. I have no clue. All right. Absolutely not freaking <laughs> idea.
1: It is not hand solo. The, yeah. But right. it shares, I guess it shares the genre in the sense that it's science fiction. Amazing. It's All from right. science fiction. That's from a movie as well. So. It's from a movie. Maybe I, I will know it now.
0: It's a science fiction
1: movie. Yep, yep, yep. I will review a word from the answer. Would like. I? Oh, oh wait wait that's a bit of the answer I I'm just I will yeah. review the word which is somewhere in this quote <laughs> <laughs> Oh it's from the it's from Blade Runner
0: now I know it yeah. yeah based on the civilization thing it's probably the quote from uh what's his name in the second Blade Runner It's 2039 Oh my god I don't know every of a disposable workforce, something something. But
1: I can only make so, so many. many. That's 100 percent right, yeah. Wallace. It. Wallace. Is Wallace. His yeah. Name. Yeah, yeah. 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 Done well. Good job. <laughs> I did it! That's the with thing. a lot of tips. See, see, civilization, it was in there for a very long time. Yeah. And then at some point it changed. But <laughs> <the flights>. <laughs> I was like, that's good. That's, that's good. That's great. Existing drawings, but
0: I mean, I mean, How did we
1: get from that to this? Right? Right? Yeah. yeah. Alright, this one is a short one, so it's a bit of a harder one. To be a legend. <laughs> to be a legend. To be a legend.
0: I am legend, but that's obviously a title and not a quote. So, at least I don't think... <laughs> no, you know, I at, only at I only point. got quotes slash taglines. Right. I don't think at, at one point in the film they say I am legend, so...
1: To be a legend, what could that be in a very... I will reveal to you that the word legend is a uh, canon, you know, it's, it's from it's in, origin- there. It's, it's in there. It's yeah, in the really
0: original canon. quote. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think I know any quotes with legend in it. Is it... It's a tagline. Is it from a TV show
1: or a movie or a video game? Uh, it's from a video game. But they don't say it to be legends. They say something else.
0: Yeah.
1: I I. Really? It, it is become legends. Right. Besides. It's a
0: tagline. It is. A tagline. Oh, I forgot taglines. Yeah. Do you know where from? I think it's like it's it's
1: the tagline of either Halo Reach or Halo Three, right? Become legends. Ooh, you're very close. It's actually from Destiny. It's from Destiny? I didn't know. But that's good, because you said, yeah, it feels like Halo. It does, It's yeah. That's a good guess, though. Because, yeah. yeah, it's from Bungie, and uh, the same sort of mythology. Become Legend. It was their tagline. This yeah, Become Legend. You're you're a hero. You're a hero.
0: You're a legend.
1: <laughs> All right, <laughs> on to
0: the next one.
1: <laughs> I'm laughing my ass off. <laughs> All right, so this I'm is a dialogue. It's in two characters. The first says, sir, tell me what you want to do with this boat. The other says, stop with fighting. (laughs) One more time, sir. Tell
0: me what you want to do with this boat. And the other person says, stop with fighting. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) It makes me, uh, it makes me think of the the moment in Halo Two where uh, Master Chief tells the I I think he's asked or he asks if he has permission to leave the ship, and then the general I forget his name all the time. He says something like, um, (laughs) "On what purpose?" And then it's Master Chief, of course to give the Covenant back their bomb. Ooh. But, you know, it's sort of in the same vein of to stop with fighting, give them back the bomb. I don't know. Oh, interesting, but, interesting. But I don't
1: think it's that. Well, uh, well, well, Mr. Sim. I'm not sure. This is your final sort of battle move. Do so you feel like you know it? Anyway. I am seeing that the code here is probably... I would say it is quite close to the actual, you know, your, your reasoning, you know, about yeah. the cadence. That is right though. It's sort of how they say it in the thing. Sir, tell me what you want to do with this
0: boat. Stop with fighting. You I... want to know it. Is it finished the fight? Is stop with fighting, finish the fight?
1: Gosh darn it. I don't know what the bit before Ding, is, ding, but... ding. Okay, so incredibly well done. You said something along the lines of, of you know, Chief saying, hey, can I yeah. leave the ship or something? Almost correctly. At the end of Halo 2, Chief is stuck on a ship again. Yeah, again. This time with another reason. And then uh, the general says, Rorthy, well, always I think on, he's called. Stuck on ships. Stuck on ships. Or flying in between them. That's also what he does. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, oh no, he's asked, Chief, can can you do you mind telling me what the hell you're doing on that ship? And then the right. Chief says, Sir, finishing the fight. <laughs> <Stop> with fighting. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because That's it's
0: great because. It makes sense that they translated it to this, but it, the meaning changes quite drastically. He also says sir because Master Chief. <laughs> yeah.
1: But actually he's the general and Master Chief is just a soldier. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Uh, I, I will give you a voice for that. Great, great. Uh, those are the two video games you've had, so no more video games. Great! Okay, opening on. The world is falling apart and everything is falling apart. <laughs> the world and everything And everything <laughs> it sucks it's so hard. a lot of things are falling apart everything is falling apart yeah. and the world it's also hard to tell who's weird I <laughs> oh yeah i or know someone it. else is weird I
0: immediately <laughs> <leave> from that <laughs> it's it's the opening of mad max fury road yeah very good yeah, yeah. you remember you remember what he says i am not not exactly it's something along the lines of um uh <laughs> I can't get the translated quote out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> something like, uh, it's hard to tell
1: uh, who's more crazy, me or everybody else. Something. Like yeah, that. that's yeah. correct. Yeah. The, the entire quote reads, As the world fell, each of us in our own way bro- was broken. Right, yeah. It was, it, it was hard to know. Who- yeah. So, now I read it, it feels weird as well. The translation almost <laughs> <Yeah>. feels better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the translation is also very weird, though. Nice, nice, very well done. It's Not hard to idea. tell who's
0: weird—I or someone else—is weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: also like the the the, the way the sentence is structured makes no sense. No sense, no. Yeah. But
1: the but the cadence sort of like is in there still. You recognize it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one was actually quite doable. Nice, no. nice. Uh, next thing. Uh, I have to resist doing the accent. You love my shellfish, right? Appearance. Love the voyeur. <laughs> what? Like this. What? Tell him. <laughs> what the hell? It is a monologue, and the character is quite angry. That's that's some. Tips you love my shelf, is right, <laughs>
0: appearance. Love the foyer, like this. Tell him what? That's nuts. That's like, that's that's,
1: mental facility talk. Yeah, that's correct. That it's quite <sighs> mental. I will spoil. It's from something that I wouldn't say deal with mental stuff, but it, uh, there's a link there. This is.
0: I'm trying
1: my best there. You love my shellfish, right? What <laughs> do you do? You think that's a real thing they said, or do you think it's translated? Probably it's horrible. it's translated horribly. <laughs> but I'm trying to
0: think. Like it feels very something in the back of my head.
1: Okay, uh, shellfish is translated was translated from lobster. All right. Maybe it starts to ring a little bit of a bell. um,
0: This might have made it more difficult. I don't think I know any quotes with lobster in it.
1: And the general (laughs) sort of (laughs) feeling in the translated bits, sort of translated from the original. (laughs) I have no clue as to what this is. Um, I'm Sorry, I'm giving up. It ends with, it's uh, the first line is, you're fond of me lobster. Aren't you? Oh, damn. It's from The Lighthouse. It's from The Lighthouse. Yeah, I don't
0: know. I don't know any quotes from that. I'm sorry. It's too obscure. Yeah, I
1: can't. Like me, Lobster. (laughs) You're fond of me, Lobster, ain't you? I've seen it. You're fond of me, Lobster. Say it. Say it. Say it. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Amazing. Willem Dafoe is so good. It's such a good... I mean, the whole film. The whole film is really good. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Nice, nice. Moving on. Yeah, it sort of makes sense. Also, the shellfish and the, yeah, yeah. the weirdness of this
1: sentence. Yeah, but maybe it was also a bit too obscure. Maybe yeah, maybe. Maybe the whole maybe. film is a bit obscure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, this is a thing I will read it now. It says, "Sleeping is good news, but you can still sleep." <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping is good news, <laughs> but you can still sleep. Uh, it is from the also. It is also present in the trailer from the film. So, there's a trailer from this thing, and it's it's set in there as well. Sleeping is good
0: news. But you can still sleep. <laughs> oh my god. This is actually very difficult. Um, let me think. Sleeping. So, what could sleeping be? Maybe, is is sleeping still in the original quote? No. <laughs> no, it is not. Is it something like rest? Did it like translate from something like rest, maybe? Or, it's related to it, or or
1: ease. Mm. I'll, you know I'll 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 bing you when you have the right sort of. Maybe it's yeah. It could be, it could be.
0: Something, it could be something like unconsciousness also, or. Being knocked out, it could be. Translated from something like that. It is translated from something like that.
1: Oh, great. Um, From a character in the sense that tells the other character to be a bit more grounded, I say. Oh! Three, then? Dream is translated as sleep, and dream is... Sleep. Sleep is,
0: is good news. <laughs> but you can, but you can s- still
1: dream? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue. All right, I'll reveal it. It is, dreams make good stories, but everything important happens when we're awake. which, Damn, which film is that from again? It's set by... Uh, What's his name? Duncan? No, it's uh, a... <laughs> to... Uh, to, oh my god, to the boy, the son of of, <laughs> of House Atreides, to Paul. Oh, it's June, of it course. June. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is from the trailer. I tried to do the most memorable quote, but not the most memorable one. Right. So yeah, right. Which would be Desert Power. Yeah. Desert Power. Yeah, I did not yeah. do that, or something else. Yeah. I was. Uh, I don't know, dreams or messages from the deep. But that's only in text and that's difficult right. to remember. So yeah, I thought yeah, maybe yeah, this one was yeah, stuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter, we have another Great one. translation. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, from so many words to only this. Yeah. Uh, I have a bad idea. I have a bad idea. Is, is that, I've got a bad feeling about this? Yeah. From Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. hundred yeah. yeah, <laughs> percent. <laughs> I, I find a it's, bad idea. <laughs> I find it so funny that it says, I have a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just that. It's it's us when we're doing geeky guys things. Yeah, uh, next one. All right. How important is a mother's love to you, saints? Even <laughs> if no one loves us, he will keep us forever, and he would a big thing.
0: It's obviously something God-related, I guess. How important is a mother's love to you, saints? Even no one loves us, he will keep us forever. That that almost sounds like something that. Gollum would say. Gollum. Saints even if no one loves us. Us also. He will keep us forever. Damn, this is difficult.
1: I have an easier version. A less scrambled one. So if you think I can't yeah, have maybe it. Maybe the easier version. I'll show it just right away. Love is as strong as... Oh my God. Love is as strong as with your mother leaving you. He loves us so much that when no one loves us... He will always protect us. <laughs> what? Maybe this isn't easier. This interpunction. Oh my god. Um, Love
0: is as strong as with your mother leaving you. He loves us
1: so much. He <laughs> loves us. He will always protect us. Okay, mother is in there somewhere. <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, no, no clue. <laughs> I'm just a blank. Love as powerful as your mother's for you leaves its own mark. Do we have been loved so deeply even though the person who loved us is gone will give us some protection forever. I have no clue what this quote is from. It's said from Dumbledore to Harry Potter. It is speaking about the, the scar he has on his forehead. Damn, I forgot this one. It's okay. Um I, I me too actually. I just looked love as powerful as your mother's for you, for you leave Somewhere. For you
0: leaves its own mark to have been loved so deeply that the person who loved us is gone. I that's actually it's it. a very good, cool quote. But it's actually yeah, it's beautiful. Either the
1: the, the some of the later films yeah. like probably the fifth, maybe the scene where they're you're sort of in like this white sort of. It feels oh, like the heaven thing.
0: That's actually like, a, like the final one. Yeah, I think the, the it last feels one, like you yeah. said it there, but I'm not quite sure. They're in. They're in a very white version of, of
1: uh, Kings Cross. Oh, they are. Yeah. Station. Yeah, and the is Kings Cross. I think it sure. is the, yeah. the station. Uh, nice, done, nicely done. Also, let's move on to the next one. Great. Pizza sales order. <laughs> Pizza delivery. I don't know. Pizza is not in there. Pizza is not in there. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, no. Also, order is in there. <laughs> is it by order of the Peaky version? He ordered them to close their eyes. <laughs> and you're correct. It's from. It's by order of the Peaky fucking blinders. <laughs> the Peaky fucking blinders. <laughs> Why? Why does that translate to pizza sales order? I don't know. That's I don't nuts. Know. That's the other one is also wild. That's also very wild. You ordered them to close their eyes. <laughs> but blinders. Blinders. Close and your eyes. Order. Makes sense. Yeah. Then I don't know. That's weird. Uh, next one. Start by making a large ring. Three clever and beautiful <laughs> fairies gave to birth to birds. The seven parks represent owners, managers, and tenants. <laughs> First, identify the nine or nine human hands that need energy. Yeah,
0: that's probably the, the, the <laughs> nine rings of power, uh, uh, the rings of power poem from the Lord of Rings, right? Correct. Yeah, 100%. yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. I don't know the actual actual text. It began eight rings. Three were given to the elves, immortal, wisest, and fairest of all beings, of course. Seven to the noir floors. Great miners and craftsmen of the mountain halls and nine rings. Uh, nine, nine rings were gifted to the race of men who love who desire power above all else. I think, yeah, well, it, above all else, it, it might power, be misquoted yeah. from yeah. the internet as well. I mean, it's
1: from some shitty article, yeah. I, I think
0: also the movie version is slightly different mm-hmm. from the version in the books, which are all slightly different from each other, depending. Yeah. That's interesting. Why would that happen? Translation things, or yeah, just just you know different things work for different mediums and times. I guess makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Makes sense.
1: Uh, you got it right right away. It's just a, great. It's, it sounds like a communist poem. <laughs> uh, seven parks represent owners, managers, and tenants. <laughs> That's it's so weird. Oh, right. Uh, almost, almost final one. Enjoy the sand. Is that desert power? Good guess, but no. It isn't. Sand is not in there. um, Sand is not in there. Enjoy is also not in there. (laughs) Is the in there? Yeah. (laughs) It is. Enjoy the sand. I got an easier version here. The children were transferred to the ash tree. (laughs) What? How do those two sentences come from the same source? The children. We're transferred to the ash <laughs> tree. They're not talking about children. That's what's what, what I can say. And we're transferred I... is the clue here. <laughs> <laughs> what? I feel like
0: it almost relates to one of the Norse mythology. Norse mythology comes up again. One of the stories talks about how uh, men were actually carved from an ash tree. Oh,
1: mythology correct? Norse, not so much. Oh damn. I don't know. I'm it's okay. Clear. It is from the same IP. Can you guess it? I can't. They, it is. They are taking the hobbits to Isengard. It is. They are taking the hobbits and to And I have Isengard. no clue how, how that happens. <laughs> Why? And you... Okay,
0: my friend. That's nuts. No uh, one. Actually... J.R.R. Tolkien has said in the interviews that that he was very inspired by the Norse mythology in writing Ooh, a lot of drinks. Yeah, that so makes it's sense. Actually yeah, makes sense.
1: A lot of sense actually.
0: <laughs> uh, it makes sense it somehow. Sands. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the sense.
1: <laughs> How? <laughs> oh, oh, did we end up there? I don't know. I That's nuts. Uh, then the final one, which is, uh, is this the condition <laughs> of the water is known. It's time to dump her and move on. <laughs> everything changes when firefighters attack <laughs> oh, no. all right so so
0: at first I didn't think I didn't think I knew where this was going but now that you've said everything <laughs> changes when firefighters attack it makes me think of the intro to the last airbender. Well. Everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked, I think. Well, well, well. (laughs) Did I get it right? You're right. No, you're right. You're well done, my friend. That's really
1: good. Yeah, I have another version, which is arguably very funny, but difficult. (laughs) Demand. Solar explosives. It had been a long time since Grandma talked about the time when she maintained a balance between the people of the water, the powers of the world, the land of fire, and the aliens of the air. But it all changed when she... That's that's absolutely fucking hysterical! <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. God! Yeah, the, the original obviously being <laughs> <laughs> uh, water, earth, fire, air, or something along it's those lines. lines. Along those lines. Uh, long ago, my, my grandmother used to tell about yeah. the powers that lived in harmony <laughs> together. Uh, the avatar maintained that power, uh, but then she <laughs> passed away or something, and then the fire nation attacked. Oh my God! But it's so funny how they say it's time to dump her and move on. <laughs>
0: yeah, how did they get there? The condition of the water is known. <laughs> it's time to dump her and move on. <laughs> and then also Fire Nation translated to firefighters. <laughs> I mean that's the
1: same thing, Attacking
0: right? Firefighters amazing. <laughs> uh, no, because the firefighters they fight fire. fire.
1: and they fire nation fights with fire. Yeah, so Anything, yeah, same yeah, difference. Alright. Yeah, I see the I'll, I see the. I'll call the fire fire <laughs> nation when I need my house my extinguished. God. Uh, yeah, that was a that's terrible game.
0: Terrible. It was way too difficult, but to funny. <laughs> it's alright. It's absolutely hilarious. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's also <laughs> Yeah. So remember, kids, don't uh, translate anything. How statement. many
1: times did you translate these? Out of. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I use different languages. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't translate them. Um, sorry, I think, Yeah, maybe just around eight or 10 different lang- languages. They uh, just switch. Crazy. And then back to English. And that, that's it. Crazy. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of this long episode. Very long episode, longer than. It's alright, but we are. If you're, s- if you're
0: still here, congratulations! You made it.
1: You made it. There's a special something waiting for
0: you at the end of the. Ah, just kidding. There's nothing,
1: but um, I hope we hope you enjoyed the episode. We yeah, we do. We do. do we?
0: Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. yeah, we did enjoy it. We did, and, and uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, Goodbye.
1: Geeky. Great. Geeky. Great time. Geeky time. Sounds weird. Yeah. Just enjoy the things. Enjoy life. Enjoy life. Enjoy the podcast. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you in another installment. The next installment. Bye. Goodbye.